Hello, hello, and welcome to the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Mellinger, a business coach for women who want to make big impact in this world. In this podcast, we will cover the business strategy behind creating aligned, authentic, and empowering service-based businesses. We'll cover the spirituality as well, all the weird, the woo, and the mindset behind showing up as your full self. And of course, we'll discuss female empowerment and embodiment to tap into all of your beautiful magic. We all have so much power, wisdom, and magic to share, but are institutionally taught not to. This podcast is your resource, your opportunity, and your support system to show up fully as the magical creature you are and to love doing it. I'm so excited and honored to be with you today, so let's go ahead and get started. Hello, hello, beautiful sunshine, and welcome back to this week's episode. I am super extra excited. I have someone very special with me today, and it's just going to be a really good episode, so let's get into it. Today, we are joined by the amazing Elise Enriquez. She is a productivity coach who guides people to breakthroughs in life and business by making the most of their time. Breakthroughs are what lead to success in business and life. Elise is your guide for discovering and doing what matters so you and your team take steps and leap forward to your next achievement. She takes her experience in the operational world of corporate America, the entrepreneurial world of real estate, and the transformational world of coaching to help you move forward with what matters most. If that wasn't enough, she's also a very cool lady with an amazing podcast of her own that we will be plugging throughout this. So without any further ado, welcome Elise and thank you so much for being here with us today. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's always so funny to hear my like my intro, right? I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. That's so me. <laughs> you I am so glad to be here. You do all these big, beautiful things bringing it together. I love how you talk about three massive areas of life from corporate to coaching to real estate. So how tell us how you got here. How did you kind of worm your way through all of that to get to product totally. coaching? Totally. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the intro tackles it in the briefest of ways, but you know, I started out in corporate America. I was, I was born on a farm in Yakima, Washington. No, just kidding. I was born in Yakima, Washington, but not on a farm, but I was, I was raised on a berry farm. So I kind of was raised in an entrepreneurial spirit um, and that we had a berry farm. We had a farmer's market. Like we had, you know, we had that going for us, but my mom was also a full-time nurse. So she also had the, like the the stability job as well. And so that kind of happened for me in my own way too, where I, I dabbled with entrepreneurship through childhood uh, for a little bit there. Uh, but then I got serious, right? Then I got, I started doing what I was really supposed to do, which was, you know, graduate, go to college and do all that. And I did all of those things and ended up uh, at Microsoft actually in the online advertising division when it was new. Okay. And it was, which was a really fun space. It was kind of like the wild, wild west. And was there for almost six years doing process and policy work um, in the online ads business. So I was both, both on like the operational side and then I'd be on the sales side and not actually selling, but supporting the sales team. And it was really interesting because in reflecting back, what was fun about that time is that it was entrepreneurial. 
It was scrappy. It was, we got to just figure it out kind of mentality. And so when I left that world, I was married to a mortgage broker at the time. So he did, you know, lending and, and stuff like that in the real estate space. And he was like, you should become a real estate agent. We'll be this power couple. And so I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do that. And I did, and we were, and we were both successful at it. And I was just like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, this is not, this is not my jam. Uh, but I did get to experience more of that, the entrepreneurship and being responsible for your own income, which was really different. But what I loved most was taking couples through the home buying process because it meant getting people on the same page, which is kind of my jam. Uh, and then from there though, real estate lending have a lot of coaching in it. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got exposed to the whole coaching world. The coaching uh, in that space, as you probably know, is very much more kind of like a bunch of rich white guys on a stage saying, just do what I did. And uh, I tried that in terms of being a client of that. And it was just like, this isn't quite right. And kind of fumbled my way and found my way into coaching. I, I took a, the last year of my real estate business and just did discovery time to say like, what do I actually want to do? And somehow coaching surfaced through all of these in informational interviews and all these discussions with people and went, got certified and did all that kind of stuff. And then coached on entrepreneurs. And over time, it really got to be more about saying, you know, what what is it that you want to be working on? What matters most to you? And I think that's why it's it's fun to talk with you because you are so much about alignment and about being able to, to say like, how do I do my business in a way that's actually me? And people were just getting really stuck on being able to see where they wanted to go. And I realized it was this ground level clutter of their mental clutter that was getting in their way of being able to see where it is they really wanted to go. And I was trying to deal with them at this very high level purposey type area. And they couldn't even think about that because they were so overwhelmed at the ground level of day-to-day -day life. And out of that came this crazy work that I do now where I help people kind of to clear that ground level and make sure it's aligned with where it is they actually want to go and have the systems to support where does they want to go in the simplest ways possible? I love that. And it's so true that as entrepreneurs or people who are like, well, I, I don't know what I am, but I know I'm not corporate. I know I'm not this like very, <laughs> very stuck in the mud thing. There's so much that we think like, oh, we have to figure it all out at one time that you can't yeah. see the forest for the trees. So it makes yep. so much sense that like, that's where you take your magic and come in and you're like, oh, but here's where we go. Here's how you can actually do that. Yeah. Oh, because I get, I can see it for them. That's the, the hard thing for me is I can totally see it for them. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, oh, but they can't see it because it's just, there's too much that's right here, right in front of them that we ought to be able to clear that out and have it make sense so that they can have the confidence so they can handle what they already have before they take on anything else. Okay. I... I love that. And I also have to just like, from my own nerdy little heart, say how much I loved when you were like, I spent a whole year doing informational interviews because I hated them when I was in school and had to, but like, they are so important to figuring out what you want to do and how you move forward. So if anyone is listening and trying to figure out like, how, how do you actually get moving? Follow Elise's lead and start doing some informational interviews. Totally aside from what we're talking about, but taking the opportunity <laughs> no. to plug the value. It is. That something that my sister-in-law 
is it was big on. And I don't even think she influenced me as much on that at that time. She might have, and I didn't realize it. But there's just so much you can learn. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew it wasn't real estate. I had no idea. And so I thought, oh, I want to do nonprofit. I want to do this. I want to do that. And the bottom line is I wanted to help people. And so I just started talking to people who help people. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And it slowly came around and started coming into focus. But I could not have gotten there as quickly as I did without doing that. Awesome. Okay. So you help people because you are an amazing server, helper of the world. And in this over realm of there are all the things that people want to do and figure out, how do you actually get to the heart of the matter and strip away some of the noise? Like, tell us about how you help business owners be productive. What is productive? Yeah, I think productivity kind of has this very kind of type A bent to it, I think, like generally, culturally speaking, it's kind of like, Oh, like, you know, you're going to be buttoned up and you're wearing this, you know, little suit and you're going to like, you know, have your little day planner or what are all these apps and all these tools to get things done. And it's all about getting things done, getting things done, getting things done. And that used to be my mindset, too. And that part of that is because I think we all can have our ways of procrastinating. Mm -hmm. And my procrastinating appeared very productive because I would do a lot of things. But after, and I, my days could be full and very busy of doing a lot and checking a lot of stuff off of a list. But when it got down to it, I was doing stuff to put off doing the stuff that was actually important. Mm-hmm. So my my procrastination wasn't watching Netflix or something, although I could do that too. My biggest and quote unquote best form of procrastination was just getting things checked off. And after a while, and it was actually a divorce that led to this of me going, I so am willing to put other things in front of other people's stuff in front of my own stuff, but I'm not focusing on what matters most. And the more that I I took that and put that at the forefront, the more everything changed. And so it was a matter of being able to do that for clients and being able to say, okay, let's get everything out of your head and let's figure out of all of these things, what is it that matters most to you? Strip away what you think you should be doing as a business owner, as a parent, as a daughter, as a partner, like all of those things. Who do you really want to be? What really matters most to you right now? And how do we make sure that what you have set up is actually supporting that? And so the first part is really helping them think about productivity in a different way. So they're moving forward what matters most while still being present to the people, experiences, and opportunities all around them. Because you can be getting stuff done and you can be making progress on things, but if you're doing it at the expense of your relationships, if you're doing it at the expense of missed opportunities because you think you have to stay on this checklist over here and you're missing this wonderful opportunity coming out of right field, whether that's a lunch with a friend from out of town or whether that's a business partnership that you weren't expecting, But being able to have everything in front of you in a meaningful way so that you can make choices. That to me, that's what it's all about is like having everything kind of in front of you so that when things are happening, when you're present to what's happening around you, you can make choices about how you're spending that time. As a fellow list checker, (laughs) 
who knows exactly what you're talking about, about that form of procrastination of like, Mm -hmm. but I did so much today. Okay. But did you like actually go out and sell? Did you talk to your clients? Like the needle moving stuff? Yeah. As you start to work with your clients of being aware, right? Bringing that awareness Mm -hmm. of all the things. How do you help them combat that ingrained structure of like, but we have to always be doing, we have to always yeah. be checking things off to be productive. Like how do you actually mm-hmm. help them solidify and embody that reframe? Oh man, it it's hard because I don't know about you, but I do get that dopamine hit when I can check something oh, off yeah. of a list. I am the person that would make a paper list put little check boxes next to it so I could check it off. But then I don't just check it off. I check it off and cross it off. I'm like, and then even better if I can cross it off with like one of those big old chisel tip Sharpies that really like, so I can't even see what was there anymore. I'm like, it is so done, right? Like that is like the biggest like juice I could get. Like, right. You know, like, <laughs> like that is like the biggest hit, the biggest drug I could have. And so I get it. <laughs> like I get that. I would put things on the list that I'd already done. So that I could check it out, right? Oh, yeah. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, know that about yourself. You could go ahead and do that. But it it started being able to, for me, it was about listening to what they said they really wanted and being able to interrupt the instinct to just do and go, okay, so how does that actually move this thing forward? You said, this is the most important thing right now. How does this, you know, how does A actually move this forward? And if it doesn't, then what needs to happen? Because what I found is that people are, and I include myself in in this group of people, people can be highly optimistic about what they can get done in a day Mm -hmm. and not realistic. And so I feel that my job is to help them be as realistic as possible about their time and as aspirational as possible about what really matters. Like go for big stuff. I'm not saying don't go for big stuff. I'm saying don't expect so much from yourself that you feel like crap every day because your list isn't getting done. The list is not everything. The list is there so that your brain's not holding it. And so it's helping them change that relationship with the list, whatever that list is, to know that that is just so that your brain's not holding it anymore. Not That list isn't there for you to be getting done all the time. That list is there just to say, oh, this is what you said you wanted. This is what you said you wanted. You thought you wanted to do it today. It's not possible. So let's do it a different day, right? (laughs) Or you thought you wanted to do 40 of these things today. Definitely not possible in the one hour of non-scheduled time that you have. So suddenly your priorities become more clear. So it just starts to, it's starting to say like the list is not what drives you. The lists are meant to actually support you in making choices, not about getting it all done. I know there's going to be so many nuggets from this, but I feel like that one alone is is really mindset shifting of the list is not there to remind you of how little you've gotten done today. Yeah. It really is there to just hold it out of your brain. Like the mm-hmm. stuff doesn't have to sit in your brain. Just let it exist outside, right? Like you don't have to hold that. I love how you said that. Well, it's, it think, well, first I should say, thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's so sweet. But what, what it's occurred to me a lot is that there's a lot about budgeting and a lot about like weight loss and health that are tied into productivity. And one of those, like when it comes to like, when people are in weight loss journeys, there can be like a really unhealthy relationship with your scale. 
mm-hmm. and what that number says. And really that's just information. And the same thing can be said about your list. It's it's information. It is a, a place to hold everything. It's not a place that determines your worthiness, right? That your the, your list is not your place to determine your worthiness. A scale is not a place to determine your worthiness. You are worthy in and of yourself and there are things you want to do. Right? It's like and and there are things you want to do. Cool. Let's let's get this let's move the important stuff forward. Fuck yeah, you were working <laughs> in and of yourself. Period. End of sentence. Next paragraph. <laughs> yeah. You want to get done. Okay. So what if they come to you though and they think, I just I want this big thing, right? I want this completely different life and I just I don't want this. Right. There's oftentimes we know really not this. Clearly, right, really clearly, we don't want this. Mm-hmm. That has taken up so much space in our brains that we don't really know what we want. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you help them come up with what their priorities really are? Yeah, it's I I I think a lot of people hate not this. They're like. Mm-hmm not this. And I'm like, Oh, not this is so good. Like I get excited about not this. And I'm like, that is so juicy. That's, that's the goodness. And it's that whole practice, um, that I learned it through Michael Lozier and he's, um, he's a, uh, like a, like clear, he, well, it's the concept is clarity through contrast, right? This idea of the, what you don't want is a contrast and that contrast is a gift because you can use it to get to clarity. Right. And so not this is awesome. Make that list of not this. And that's what I'll tell people to do. I'm like, all right, be your whiniest, brattiest self. Draw a line down a piece of paper on the left-hand side for this one aspect of your life, not your entire life, just one aspect of your life, relationship, business, health, whatever it might be, right? List all the not this, like be exhaustive about it. Like get every, like throw a tantrum on this piece of paper get it all out of there so that we can get the essence of what you do want because on the right hand side of the paper we're going to be able to say like okay not this this so if you don't want this what is it that you do want and i tell you it is i don't know if you've experienced this with people but is the hardest thing sometimes to get people to phrase things in the way of what they want mm, and okay. because they'll be like oh i don't i don't want to work you know so many hours and they're like, okay, so what do you want? I want to not work so many hours. And I'm like, no, you have to phrase it all positively, right? Like take a stab at something, 30 hours or less, 40 hours or less. Like just let's take a stab at something, right? And so for me, it's it's first that embracing the contrast and realizing that it's a gift as frustrating as it can be. It is a gift that can inform you about what you do want. And when you start to do that, you start to get a pattern surfacing of what's most important. And once we have those patterns in place and we can kind of see, okay, so not this, this generally. So what's the first experiment you're going to run to try to give yourself more of this, whatever that might be. And so if it is that, you know, your sales aren't where you want them to be, you're not reaching out to as many people as you can be. Um, and you don't want to do blogging and you don't want to do networking events. You just had a great thing about networking uh, that I loved. Um, You don't want to do networking events. Like what is it that you do like doing? What is it that you do want to do? And how can you run an experiment for just a little bit to do more of that and see what happens? See how it feels. And it's okay if it doesn't feel good and we try something else, but I'm big on helping people run experiments 
to figure it out, an initial taste of where it is you want to go. Because I, I, I know I've done this in the past and I see people do it all the time. Is they come up, they see something that somebody else is doing successfully and they're like, I'm just going to do that. And they blow out this whole huge plan to do that. And they find out probably in step four or five out of 500 that they don't like it, but this is what they said they were going to do. So they're just going to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, nope, let's, let's reel it back in and start smaller and see where you want to go from there. We, again, I think it goes back to, we get hyper-focused on, but we said this, mm-hmm. and this is what the list says. And these are what the steps say, because the steps as uncomfortable as they may be are safe. Yes. The known is safe. Whereas yep. if we look at it as experiments, most of us do not have a scientific mind where we can go in and accept failure as a good thing. Especially about that. ourselves. They could yeah. You could observe it outside of you. But like running an experiment with yourself means that you have to step outside of yourself and study yourself and be like, it, it, one of my earliest coaches, um, it, she called it this practice of like a bug called, and you fill in your name. So a bug called Elise. Ooh. It's like, and so you become the scientist studying this little bug called Elise. And a scientist doesn't go like, what the hell? Why is Elise doing this? Right. They're just like, oh, interesting. Elise hates networking in person. Huh. Okay. Interesting. And they note that, right? Oh, interesting. Like, Elise doesn't like this, or Elise does like that, or Elise lights up. I notice her heart rate picks up when blah, 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 right? It's all just very interesting. There's no judgment around it. And so when I can feel my judgment rising up, I remember Pam Slim, one of my original (laughs) mentors, talking about a bug called, you know, Elise and being able to do that. And so being able to run experiments requires that you study yourself a little bit. And sometimes it's easier with a coach, right? When you can have somebody talking with you and reflecting about that. But no matter what, it's it's trying to adopt that self-observing mindset where there is no judgment. You're a scientist that's just full of curiosity about this wonderful little bug called Elise. Or, well, your name, obviously. Everybody fill in your own blank. You're not studying me. (laughs) In fact, I don't want you to. That's the whole point. Like, study yourself, not everybody else for a little bit. That is the cutest way I've heard right? like this non-judgmental observer curiosity phenomena is just a bug called insert name here. Right? Can't you just picture yourself with like a little field notebook and going, oh, oh, Chrissy really likes this, right? Like Chrissy lights up when she's having conversations with other people. Like she loves like picking the brains of experts, right? Like, oh yeah, a podcast. That might be a great way to do that, right? Oh, Chrissy's going to try that. Let's see how Chrissy feels before, during, and after a podcast recording, right? No, I think that's genius. And it does, it kind of takes you outside of yourself and allows you to be, allows you, if you take the opportunity, to be less judgmental. And just like, this whole thing is a journey. We're all trying to figure stuff out. Like you, we're all going to make massive mistakes, right? Like that's part of being an entrepreneur and part of being human. And like, so what? Keep going. Yeah. Well, and, and that's part of where like the systems part comes into play is being able to have a system to support you in the experiments you're running. So it's, and a system to support you in the standards that you have for yourself and how you want to live and how you want to run your business. And so being 
really clear about those things is important, but then having the system to support that is important too. And the way I love to do systems with people and have them, you know, have what I call a bonus brain that holds everything that needs to get done. So you're not holding it here anymore. Cause we want, we want your brain free for ideas for, you know, creating things. We want your brain free to be present with your clients and with your family and your friends. Right. So we, I want you to have that bonus brain that holds all the stuff that needs to be remembered because we're not good at remembering. We can remember things, but we usually can't recall them when we need them as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like we know this. We know that we because when you go to the dentist office and they say, okay, you have an appointment in six months and it's going to be at this time and you make that appointment with your dentist, nobody just walks out and is like, okay, got that, locked that in six months from now, right? Mm -hmm. Some amazing people might be able to do that, but you, they give you a reminder card or they're going to give you a text or they're going to send you an email. And guess what? You're going to put it in your calendar, right? Mm -hmm. We know we can't hold all this stuff. That's part one about the systems. But the other part about the systems is to have it support action. And that means the smallest step possible. So yes, we'll make some really big mistakes. And if you can just get started and make and do something, the mistakes are generally going to be smaller. If you get started and do something, anything, whatever the next action is to move the thing forward, and you study the little bug along the way, the, the mistakes actually do start getting smaller. Not that it's not okay to make big mistakes. It is. We just, they're just going to happen. I absolutely agree they're going to happen. And I want you to make a bunch of small mistakes. <laughs> like just make a, just get into action, start trying things and see what feels good and see what doesn't. And so to me, having a system that supports telling you what that next action is at every point along the way. So you could say, okay, if I really want to move this forward, this is the very next thing I would do. And that is harder for people to figure out than you think, but this is the very next thing I would do. And once they identify that, then they can actually do the thing versus launch a podcast. Launch a podcast is not a task. It's a project. That is a really, I love that. And I wholeheartedly agree with you is we build it up in our heads of this, this big mountain that we have to achieve mm -hmm. where let's go with you <laughs> because you said something before about this. And I also resonate of we want to grow our businesses, right? You want to grow mm -hmm. your business. You, you don't like in-person networking events. I hate them. They make me squirm <laughs> and it is wholly uncomfortable. It, it makes me so happy to hear that. <laughs> it makes me so happy to know I'm not alone. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. But no, thank you. Not not my skill set. Like I can, but you can tell an hour into it that I'm miserable. So we if you have this big goal of like starting a business or growing your business, we think that it has to be this big, massive project of building a brand and da da da. And those are those are key components. But when you break it down into, but like literally, what's the next thing? Yeah. Like, are you going to tell your partner about this? Are you going to say, hey, hun, i I'm in, like, I'm ready to go. So what are some of either your tips or some of the things that you work with your clients on to actually break down those itty bitty steps yeah. and then do the thing? Because it's not just mm -hmm. about conceptually breaking it down. We have to actually go out and do the thing. What? We have to do the thing? <laughs> Shit. Dang it. No, I am, let me tell you again, just how I told you when I check things off a list, I get my dopamine hit, right? 
just putting something on a list, I get a dopamine. I'm like, oh, I've mapped it all out. The project is complete. I'm like, oh no, I have to do it now. Yep. And and that is where those next steps come into play. That is where, you know, Dave Allen calls them next actions, next steps, whatever you want to say. But one of my uh, creepiest ways to do it with people <laughs> is to say, if I were to walk in right now mm-hmm. and see you making progress on this, what would you actually be doing? Because if I ask people what their next step is, let me let me just let me just give this one example that, that happened. Um, this was a live training I was doing a group of like thirty mortgage professionals, and this person was like, "I oh yeah, I need to visit my aunt. I need to visit my aunt at um, her memory care facility." And I was like, "What? Wait, okay." And I was like, "Okay, this is like a, a big thing for him to talk about in front of." co-workers, all right, I'm going to hang with him on this. Where, where, where are we going with this? I'm like, okay, great. So um, what's your next action? It's like, oh, I just got to do it. And as soon as people say just, I'm like, oh, BS, BS, BS. Like there is no just, oh, I just need to do it. I just need to do it. I just need to. As soon as I hear I just need to, they're in trouble. I'm going to pounce. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a lion and I'm like wiggling. I'm like, oh, I'm pouncing on that gazelle. It is, it is weak. I'm taking it down, right? So he said, uh, I just need to do it. And I was like, okay, but what would be the very next thing you would do? He's like, I just got to get on the schedule. I'm like, all right, do you need to talk to your partner about that? Or like, where? and then I said, well, where, where is the facility? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, okay, so you, you're just going to go visit your aunt, but you don't even know where she is. Right. You know? And so what had happened is she'd been, she'd been transferred out of state to, to his home state, um, uh, within the past month and he didn't know where she was. And it was on his heart that he really wanted to go see her and spend time with her. And so he realized his next action was actually texting his cousin to find out where aunt whoever was. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we continue with the presentation and I check back in, or actually I didn't even check back in with him. He kind of like raised his hand at the end and he was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I checked with my cousin. I found out where she is. I checked their visiting hours. I contacted my wife. We agreed that Thursday at 5 PM is a good time for me to go. And I was just like, Oh, okay, there you go. This had been something that had been on his heart and on his mind for weeks. I just need to go visit my aunt. I just need to go visit my aunt. I just need to go visit my aunt. Thinking of it like that was not helping him. I just need to such, it's almost like this judgment, like what's wrong with me that I can't figure this out. And if you just take it back and go, okay, what is the next thing I would do? Well, I would look up the visiting hours. Do you have all the information you need to do that? No, because I don't know where she's at. Okay. So how are you going to get that information? Oh, I'm going to contact my cousin, right? It's just, it's, it's gentle. You're just thinking it through, right? It doesn't have to be a big deal, but when it's on our minds for so long, there's just becomes this like judgment block about like, why haven't I done this already? I just need to, right? And it's because you're just tossing it away as this just need to, that you're not getting started. So the really getting started, I'll ask, what is the next thing I would walk in and see you doing to move this forward? Do you have everything you need to do that? And I cannot tell you how many times people actually don't have the thing they need to do that. And so it's like, okay, so what is it that you need? All right, so getting what you need, that is your next step. We just, we're too smart. We think so many steps ahead mm-hmm. that we can't think of the next step sometimes. It just seems, it's, it's so simple. Why I should be able to do this. So we just think too far ahead. And so I have to like take them all the way back to what is the very, very, very next thing I would see you do to make progress. I would walk in and see some sort of physical action of you Googling something, texting somebody, sending an email, making a phone call, writing a draft, like whatever it is, but what is the next thing? 
that could be observable by anybody else for you to make progress on this. And when you start to get it down to something that's physical, then you can usually get to a next action. I'm totally blanking on what the actual name of the diagram is, but you'll, you will probably know. It's the like fish, fish shaped diagram. It's used in project management, basically of what are the steps and the prerequisites to get you. That's what it is that you're creating. You have this big hole at the end that you want it to look like a fish, right? But like, (laughs) I I will figure out. I don't remember what this is called. Oh no. Okay. Now I want to know. This is going in the show notes, people, It'll go and you're going to have to send it to me. <laughs> like, you have this big picture, right? Like, okay, I want it to look like mm-hmm. a fish, but like, where do all the pieces go? Like, what yeah. do you need? And I love that that was the example that you shared because however long that training was, he was able to actually, by doing very, very little steps, yeah, have an entire plan in place, what, maybe 90 minutes later? Yeah. It it was so cute. Like the pride on his face and the relief. It was just like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do the thing that I said I was going to do. Like, I'm going to do the thing that's on my heart. I'm going to do the thing that's because it's not just on his heart. It's on his mind. Mm -hmm. And when that's on your mind, it's hard to get other stuff done. Right. Like, so it's, there is that mix of, of course, I want you to get stuff done, Mm -hmm. but is it what matters most? And sometimes, even though I'm sure he had a very big loan pipeline to get through and he wants to bring more clients on board and all that kind of stuff, what was really on his mind and on his heart was this other thing. Sometimes that is what matters most. Sometimes rest is what matters most. I'm like, taking a nap is productivity to me. Going for a walk, productivity. Calling your best friend, productivity. If moving that relationship forward is what matters most, then taking that walk is the thing to do right? Making that phone call is a thing to do. So it's deciding what is it that matters most. And it's not always going to be your business. It's not always going to be work. It's not always going to be checklistable, mm-hmm. but it is going to take your time, right? So it's a matter of like, okay, how do I have everything in front of me so I can make choices about how to use this time that I have? Because to me, by the at the end of it all, I want you to feel like you had, you made good use of your time on this planet. You were who you wanted to be. You had the kind of impact you wanted to have. And if that starts with productivity systems, so be it. So I had written down earlier, I was like, I have to ask, like, I have a productivity expert. I have to ask her about how to prioritize your rest and things like that. And here you go, just like (laughs) in there in an answer. And I, I just want to ask you more on that because we are, we are taught that it has to be checklistable and that yes. relationships come at the end or come last or just aren't first, right? Mm-hmm. I am also a firm believer as a fellow dog mom that like me taking my monsters out in the middle of the afternoon is good for all of us, right? It gets me yes. up away from our guests. It calms them down. It gives us fresh air, sunshine, all of that. And for me, 12 to 1, give or take, is family time in the middle yeah. middle of client calls and meetings and things like that. How okay. dare you? How dare you take time out of a business work day right? to do something personal? Right? But like, <laughs> we have to because then, and I speak for my husband in this as well, we come back and we're refreshed yeah. and we're ready to take on the entire afternoon from that. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's 10 minutes because they're crazy monsters pulling and and they don't get to have a full walk, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's almost like it's it's selfish in the best possible way to oh, fill yeah. our own cups up. Yeah. Before we get everything else done because that's the only way we can get it done. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That this I was talking with somebody the other day and we oh, oh dang it now I can't think of who who I was talking to. Um but we were talking about like routines and stuff like that and that oftentimes people get like really hung up on like something like the miracle morning where it's like I have to do it just like this, just like this author of this book said I have to do it just like that, which I don't know, maybe he was saying that, but I and this is I think how Hal Elrod's book is The Miracle Morning where it talks about these morning routines. It's kind of just like just have a routine that energizes you, whatever that means. And it doesn't have to only be in the morning. Like you're having a routine that is in the afternoon that energizes you, right? Like we can't, we're putting out so much energy as entrepreneurs, especially in the coaching space and the service businesses where there's just a lot of interpersonal energy that's happening, right? And so it's like, what are you doing to make sure to fill back up so that you can keep serving? How are you going to do that? What does that actually look like? And you have it in the form of a, an afternoon routine, which is great. And so it's like, there's routines that can do a lot of things, but they better, like, you better have some in there that are, are filling you up again. And so to me, there's the kind of the big picture of productivity and moving forward, what matters most, but then there's also the, the daily reality of it. What does it look like day to day? What does it look like based on the reality of your calendar? Like one of the biggest things I, I do with people, one of the first things we do besides starting to get having a place for them to hold everything that needs to be remembered so they're not trying to hold it here or on a bunch of post-its somewhere. First, we give one place to say, okay, this is where you're going to hold anything that pops into your brain and a request that comes in. It's all going here so you can see it all. But the second thing we do is we turn their calendar into reality check because people are highly aspirational about their calendars. They are like, I'm going to water the plants and I'm going to time block four hours for this and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, but are you like, you say you have watered the plants like four times on your calendar and they're dead. I can see them in the background, right? You're not yours. <laughs> I'm not talking about Chrissy, you guys. I'm talking about other people. Right. And so don't say, don't put stuff on your calendar that you're not going to do. Right. And so once we get that reality, I'm, I, if, if you guys can see me, I'm like, I'm pointing off to the side because I always have my calendar pulled up on this other monitor. Right. But like, so I'm like directing all my energy there right now going like, once you have that reflecting the reality of the commitments, the real true commitments of your day, mm -hmm. then that place that's holding everything, you can make choices about what's really going to get done and see where am I going to fill my cup up? And that, if that really is a priority and you're really going to do it, then that goes on the calendar. Like you honor that it goes on there, but sometimes maybe not till you get to that day. Like if don't, don't schedule it for every day for the rest of your life, if you're not really going to do it. But if when you get to that day, you could say, when am I going to fill up? Right. Mm -hmm. And then you can fit that in there. If you're going to be really committed to it, you're going to say, no, I am going to fill myself up from between around noon and one every day. And then I'm going to work the rest of my day around it. It'll take time to figure out what's going to work better for you, but getting your calendar to reflect your reality is so important because then you can come back over and look at your list of things and think about how to fill yourself up and say, okay, how do I use the white space of my calendar then? 
Like everything else is filled up with all these other colors and these appointments and these calls. And I have an interview with Chrissy at 11, you know, my time, you know, but like, I've got all that. So when am I going to do the other stuff? And so today my mom messaged me or called me and need, needed tech support. Basically I, I am, I am it for my mom and she's working on something really important. She needs my help. I could tell she was feeling frantic. I tried to help her virtually and she doesn't live far away. And she was like, can I just come over? And I said, yeah, but not until this time. And I could make that decision one based on my, the reality of my calendar, but also the reality of my day in terms of the other things I want to get done. And so having these systems in place allows you to make choices about these opportunities. And the, yes, it's an interruption. I can call what, what my mom is doing an interruption, but it's an opportunity to move that relationship forward with my mom and to move her independence forward with technology, right? That's important to me. So I can make a choice about how I'm going to do that, what time I can do. Right. And so I'm like, okay, great. Come over at this time and I can help you. So I'm going to like help her during lunch. Big deal. But it's a choice I get to make to move that forward. And I can see where there is a direct correlation between you have to. I don't love the phrasing of this, but I'm going to use it because I think it's clear. Do it. You have to be in control of your schedule. You have to be Mm -hmm. in control of the way that you are spending your day, knowing your priorities, having the systems in place, like you said, and also setting those boundaries because- I say, that's the word you're going for right there. It's boundaries. That's what it is, is boundaries. Like to be able, and especially when it is people that close to you, like it's your mom or your partner or your kid, and they're like, it's just going to be quick or it's just going to be this (laughs) little thing. And you're like, I understand that. And I'm going to ask you to come back now or, you know, in 15 minutes or whatever it looks like. That has to be part of the productivity is holding that Mm -hmm. white space or holding whatever those colors in your calendar look like for the thing they're meant to be. Well, and, and it allows you to be responsive and not reactive. People come to me in a reactive state. They are just responding to everything as it comes at them because if they don't, then they're going to forget. So for them, they'd be like, okay, mom, yeah, come over. I'll help you because if you don't, then I'm not going to be able to make time for you later. And oh my gosh, this email just came in and it's nothing I have to worry about for like four more weeks. But if I don't do it now, it's not going to get done. And this text just came in. And so they're just, they're being reactive. And I think especially as entrepreneurs, we do this because we learn we need to be responsive to the market, responsive to our clients, responsive to whatever might be going on, right? But at some point, and especially early on, because we're trying to just get any business we can, it just is reactivity. Like, yes, 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 yes. I got it. 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 If you didn't put those boundaries in place to begin with, right? And so my job is to move people out of reactivity and to get things in front of them in such a way that they can make conscious decisions. They can pause for a minute and go, okay, this interruption came up. What do I want to do about it? And it changes the, the response because mm-hmm. instead of going, okay, I got it. You can be like, wait, when is the meeting? When do you need this by? Okay, great. Can you come at noon? Awesome. Or like, no, I can't. Can you call my sister? Right? Like there's different things that we can do at that point when those interruptions come up. And those interruptions, again, might be awesome things like, oh my gosh, Bestie is in town, is is unexpectedly available for lunch, and we didn't think we we're going to get to see each other. Can I make this happen? Mm-hmm. And can I make this happen in a way where I'm going to feel okay later 
about making that choice. And I'm going to be conscious about, okay, so these things are going to move to tomorrow. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, great. Move those things to tomorrow now. Get them off your plate. Go have lunch with Bestie. Awesome. Have fun. Right? And so it's just really being able to say, I'm going to make conscious choices. It doesn't, it means that at the end of the day, not everything gets done on the list. And that's okay. You're saying, this is what I wanted to do today. Mm -hmm. Here's, here's what happened. And again, it's an experiment. You're going to find out what works. You're going to find out what doesn't. And along the way, people go like, okay, this is still not working. And then we have a discussion about what's not working about that and what to put in place to take care of that moving forward. It's all just this ongoing experiment, this ongoing journey. That's what I think of all of productivity. You never get to a point where you're done. You're, you're, you just never do. It's, it's somebody who said, well, cause I like my program is get your shit together. And they're just like, so like, when is my shit together? I'm like, it's never together. You keep getting it together over and over again. Like that's the whole point. Like when you have a system to support you once a week, you get everything known again and you start your next week. And then once a week you get everything known again, figure out what you're going to do, start the next week. And you just keep doing that so that you can have at some point on a regular basis where you're like, okay, I know where everything's at. I am just as okay with what's not getting done as I am with what is getting done. Like that's, that's my goal for, for people, which sounds like a very strange goal for a coach to have is like, I want you to be happy with what you're not doing, but I do. I want you to be completely okay with all the stuff that's not getting done because it's known it's decided and you made choices about what is getting done. That is, that is my goal for you. It's that conscious awareness of it's not not getting done because I didn't get to it. Instead, I chose that that can wait till another day. Yep. It was a conscious choice. It wasn't like, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, crap. That slipped through the cracks, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, crap. There's thousands of emails in my inbox and I don't know what's important and what's not, right? Like, no, I know everything. It's all known. And I get it known every week. And I make decisions about these things and then I work on what I can work on. I think you are brilliant on so many different levels. One of them being the fact that this whole conversation with the productivity expert of 16 years, right? 16 years of- 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. Almost 14. 14 next year. <laughs> of so long. And the focus- is yes, productivity, yes, getting things done, mm -hmm. mindful, aligned presence in life with mm -hmm. productivity being the tool to have the life you want, yes. not the end result. Exactly. It's, a, it's, it's all about supporting who you want to be. It is supporting you, supporting you, supporting you. If it's not, if your systems don't support you, then we got to change things up. And so my goal is always like the simplest system possible to support where it is you want to go. And, and to give you, because it's giving you visibility to all the things you said you wanted so that you can make choices about what you're actually going to do. I feel like I can keep talking to you forever because you're fantastic. <laughs> Aw, thanks. But I'm not going to take your whole day because I know that's okay. going on. But I do have one more question. <laughs> sure. And it's, it's a big one. <laughs> so just. Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. If you had two tips to give to an entrepreneur at any stage, whether they were just starting out or they've been in the business for 10 years, 
Mm-hmm. What would be the top two tips to have the schedule, the structure that they want mm-hmm. using productivity as the tool? So the very first thing I would say is get it all in one place. When it comes to everything you are quote unquote supposed to be doing, you think you should be doing, that you are actively doing, that people want you to do, that you think you might want to do, whatever it is, get it all in one place. When people, when you're scattered, you can't make decisions about prioritizing and you cannot prioritize what's not known. So you've got to get it all together to look at it. So that's the first thing. Um, And I have, I can give you guys a a link. I can give you a special little referral link uh, for an app that I like to use. Um, And I I got them to give me an extended free trial for my people. Um, But it's just a place to put anything that pops into your head so that when you're like, what was that thing? You know exactly where to go right? All the post-its get collected, they go in there. All of the, you, all my emails that need action, they go in there. So that way I have one place to look at to make sense of the, the requests, the demands, the possibilities for my time. And then the other thing is to go through all of that once a week, like give your, like know that you are worth the time to make decisions about what is and isn't getting done so that you can feel good about what is and isn't getting done. You deserve that time. And in my world, we do it once a week. I just call it a systems check. We do it once a week. And I have a community that I run where once a week I guide them through that. We listen to music and jam out and just like get everything known again. That's all that that time is about. It's not checking things off our list. We're just getting things known again so we can make decisions about how we're using our time. So we do it once a week. And I think that once a week is like the minimum, right? Like it, it, yeah, as often as you need to basically, and at least once a week, right? So giving yourself one place to put all of the expectations of yourself of that are yours and the other people have all the to do's and then making sure you know what is getting done and what's not getting done each week is, is the biggest thing. And I know that those are kind of like big nuggets, um, and so there's different ways to do that. And, you know, you guys can connect with me to get all the details on how to do that. But that's that's the the basics of it is giving your place one place to go, giving your brain one place to go. I, they are big nuggets, but I also think that they're very foundational in yeah. what you got to check in on your stuff. Like you have yes. to, you can't just set it and be like, okay, well, I decided this. You actually have to go back to it and be like, oh, but remember the bug, like, is the bug doing what the bug wants to do? Yeah. How's that bug doing right now? Is it is it like afraid to open its email inbox, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people can get hung up on like the concept of inbox zero. Inbox zero is not something to strive for just to have the inbox zero badge. To me, inbox zero is saying like, I looked at everything, I considered everything, and now what requires action is over in my action spot, you know, and everything else is put away. And so now I know what does and doesn't need to get done. I have, I have confidence that everything is known that that's what inbox zero is about. It doesn't mean I got it all done. It means I got everything known. And that is, that's what that weekly time is about. That systems check time is to say, get it all known, get it all known, get it all known. So you can decide what's actually going to get done. It's not about getting it all done all the time. Okay. Is there, before we do all the, like, this is how you connect and all the the goodness, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us today that we didn't get a chance to, or anything that you'd like to reemphasize for us? 
No, I think I think that really gets at it is is that whole get it all known thing and and being able to do that in a way that it brings you peace. That's that's the whole point. I want you to be able to make decisions in and while experiencing peace about these things instead of the stress and struggle and the overwhelm and the the kind of like trying to do it all, you know, firefighting mode that a lot of entrepreneurs can get into. It's I get it. It's where sometimes we start out that way to build something. It's not sustainable. It's just, it's not sustainable. And I want, I want you to last. I want people to last in this work that they love. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. And yes, like it's, Welcome. if you left corporate or if you're starting out and you are one of the ones who just started out in this space, like you're here for the long haul. We are a crazy, crazy group of individuals who decide to have this be our lives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for the long haul. So yeah. I love that you included that piece. Yeah, I it's all to me it's always about sustainability. I want I want your success to be sustainable. And you can't do that unless you are doing it in a way that you can actually keep up. Mm-hmm. So you got to you got to be able to take care of yourself. All right. So Elise, tell people how they can find you, what goodies you have for them and just in general how they can get more of these nuggets from you in their lives. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me. This was so fun. I I love how aligned we are and how we want to take care of these entrepreneurs out there, right? We want to keep you all going. So thank you so much for having me. Uh, like in terms of social, I like to hang out on Instagram. So you can find me at Productivity Breakthrough on Instagram or just look up Elise Enriquez and you'll find me there too. I like to hang out there. Um, I love watching Chrissy and following Chrissy on Instagram too. Um and then in terms of, you know, building your bonus brain, if you are thinking about how do I get everything in front of me? How do I make these decisions about my time? Uh, then you're probably going to be interested in GIST. And that stands for Get Your Shit Together. And that is all about building that bonus brain to help you have that dashboard for your life and your work to make decisions about what's important and what's not. And so you can just go to aliceenriquez.com forward slash GIST for more details there. And to schedule a free call and just chat and we'll figure out where you're at and what you need. Awesome. And everything will be in the show notes, links, titles, all that kind of jazz. Thank you so much, Elise. I got so much out of this. I know that our listeners have gotten so much out of this and you're just fabulous. I thank you so much Uh for being here with me today. And it's always fun to catch up with you and kind of shoot the, shoot the cool shit with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and I was realizing, um, this will this will go live before Christmas. So I actually do have a little Christmas freebie. Ooh, yeah. Um I didn't think about that. So I have a, a holiday systems one. So if you go, I'll I'll provide the link for this too, but it's aliceenriquez.com forward slash holidays to give you my top three sanity saving systems to get you through the holidays. Ooh, that's going to be so needed. That- <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yes, yes. Yay. Good, good. All right. Well, thank you, Elise and everyone else. I will catch you next week. Enjoy the rest of your day. Alrighty. So there we have it for this week's episode of the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. It has been my pleasure being here with you today. If you've got any questions of any sort, go ahead and find me on Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger or submit a form through my website, chrissymellinger.com, and I will get back to you personally. Otherwise, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more like it, be sure to subscribe, follow, and submit a review so I can make sure that the good stuff keeps on coming. 
can't wait to be back with you next week. Enjoy your day.